the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody... I wasn't going to start the show with this. In fact, I probably wouldn't have even mentioned it. Because I didn't think it was possible to sue Rudy Giuliani for $148 million for two election workers that you cannot find out specifically what he said. Not specifically. I know what she says happened after he questioned the count in Georgia. But specifically, what did he say? 312-642-5600. What I do know is what... uh, is all over the the press. For instance, Ruby Freeman once went by Lady Ruby, a nickname she gave herself, as she described as classy and unique. Oh, absolutely, it's classy and unique. Her last name, she said, was a name that freed slaves chose instead of taking on the slave master name. And it turns out the other girl mentioned in the case, Shea Moss, is her daughter. They were seeking $43 million, but a court gave them $148 million in damages because she said she was afraid after Rudy Giuliani said there was wrongdoing at the election or that they purposely committed wrongdoing. So what this is is another example of, A, why you never really want to go to court in a Democrat sewer where two sitting Cook County judges sit on the table of Wisdom LLC with the indicted Ed Burke, and it's normal. Business as usual. I wonder, are they getting a, an uptick in acquisitions as more and more people are losing their homes in Chicago due to the cost of corruption of the Democrat mafia posed as a political party? In the meantime, Giuliani says uh, he's going to appeal it. It's no kidding. And uh, he thinks it'll be thrown out. Well, not if you're before Democrat judges, because they don't like the rule of free speech and free opinion. And that's what this really is. This is an innuendo against people like you and me. That we are not to question the most obvious election theft in American history. As simultaneously this week, this week, in at least three major newspapers, it is now found out that 20% of mail-in ballots, the people who filled them out, admit to fraud. 20%. And here we are in the next election, and... They brought in the big old communist guns. Hey, President Biden, is Obamacare still a thing? Now, first of all, this is an official ad. And I caught this, and I'm wondering if you do. The dementia patient, Joe Biden, the guy suffering from all kinds of ailments that they're keeping alive with some formaldehyde solution and, 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 and Viagra and Starbucks that they're shooting right into his eyes because during the whole commercial he doesn't blink. I want you to listen to how he starts it. He's looking at Barack Obama 
And I could swear, Squirrel, in the official ad, he says, hey, President Biden, doesn't he? Hey, President Biden, is Obamacare still a thing? He did say it, right, Squirrel? All right. I just want to make sure. This stupid yeah. son of a dog. And well, how many takes do you think it took to get it wrong? I say 40, till finally the director said, just roll it, stupid son of a... Hey, President Biden, is Obamacare still a thing? Don't! Is it still a thing? Yes. Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, Biden Care, whatever you call it, yes, it is still a thing. The other side's been trying to repeal it every year since it's existed, but will keep fighting to protect it. Not just protect it, but expand it, saving millions of dollars for working families. He, he, I thought getting his name wrong was the first bad spot. We're not going to just keep it. We're going to expand it, providing millions of dollars of savings for families. Oh, because it's already massively quintupled the average payment, put businesses out of business, bankrupted individuals, and thrown people into the ghetto, ghetto government care where we have 50% less hospitals, 50% less doctors, and you're in waiting lines now, like it was Europe circa 1940? We're covering more people than ever. Just go to healthcare.gov. To yeah, you weren't, they were never going to let Joe Biden give the website. That would have been even worse than getting uh, Barack Obama's name wrong in the opening seconds. Learn more. Yeah, it's still a BFD. <laughs> yeah, so B- See, and he's going to tell you what it is, but you remember when he passed it, he didn't know he was microphoned. And he said, this is a big effing deal. And, you know, he was right. Because what that really was, was when you knew the turning point of the country was you could bribe openly elected officials and they would sell out the principles of this nation. Do you remember how it was passed, Squirrel? You don't because you were in diapers, much like Joe Biden is today. We are called upon to right a great injustice. But behind this claim, they're doing this for the good of America. At least seven senators demanded deals worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to mostly benefit their home states, starting with Mary Landrieu. When reports surfaced she had been swayed with a $100 million Medicaid deal just for Louisiana, she bragged it was actually $300 million. The deal was so notorious, Republicans gave it a name. We've got new words in our lexicon now. The Louisiana Purchase. But Senator Ben Nelson of Nebraska got... Before we get to Ben Nelson and the Cornhusker charade, I want to focus a little bit on Landrieu. Landrieu was a senator. And what she did was basically take a bribe for her state where the rest of the country paid in Medicare and other shenanigans. She lost immediately after. Do you know what she does now? She works for Van Ness Feldman, LLP. They're a lobbying firm. And they're a lobbying firm specifically in eco-Nazism, alternative green energy. And if you go to their, their front page of their website, they want to say uh, they want to congratulate themselves for receiving $350 million dollars in grants that they're allowed to steer from the Department of Energy. They also want to congratulate uh, another $350 million. And this is how she makes money now. And now she's worth multi, multi millions the whole time, not just uh, uh, going against what the will of the people was, as she lost in a ass-kicking second to none. But they just profit. And here we are strapped with this failure, this government takeover of the most important thing in, in American success story, our health care, which now they've destroyed it already, and they're continued to expand it. 
the most unusual Medicaid deal. In exchange for his vote, federal taxpayers will now pay for most Medicaid expansion just in Nebraska and forever. McCain named this one, too. The Cornhusker kickback. And while Democrats have... And that's John McCain when he was above the dirt. John McCain championed the Tea Party, except when Donald Trump won. And now that same moron, that same fraud, the only way he ever made money was because he slept with it. That moron voted thumbs down with one of his last actions. Unfortunately, he had the ability to still vote then because he didn't like Donald Trump. So this is what you're up against. The personality of a man has now taken over the bastardization of our judicial system where there is no justice if you did not vote for this fraud whore, Joe Biden, if you're not a Democrat mafia member. Then you will be bankrupted. You will have your businesses taken away from you. You will sit in the cooler without your day in court if you protested the most obvious election theft in this country's history. Don't you dare go to court in a Democrat area. You'll lose everything. And it really doesn't matter anyway, because if you're, you're going to a hospital in a Democrat area, you're probably not walking out. Claim their bill saves big money, cutting the extra benefits from Medicare Advantage. The fact is, that won't happen in Florida, where Senator Bill Nelson got his 800,000 seniors an exemption. The bill also had a mystery grant of $100 million to an unknown health care facility in an unnamed state. One facility. A hundred million dollars. This is my favorite one, Squirrel, because this is the same guy who pretended to save our economy. Not the one that ran the male homosexual prostitution ring out of his own house. The other scallywag who, like Joe Biden, liked to hit on waitresses and taverns in Washington, D.C. It doesn't say Connecticut, but Senator Chris Dodd admitted he wrote it, hoping Connecticut would get it. Democrats shrugged off questions about the one state deals, saying this is how you get to 60 votes. That's what this legislation is all about. It's the art of compromise. The Republicans called it the art of corruption. And it's a shame that that's the only way we can come to a consensus in this country is to buy votes. And that's 2009. 2009, 14 years ago. And here we are today. And the same thing happened yesterday. Oh, it didn't happen with health care. It happened with even something more scary than your inevitable demise. It happened with the safety against terrorist attacks. In the last round of debate, House Republicans were criticized for providing a pay-for for our plan to support Israel uh, out of the IRS. And, and the theory is that, well, it's just totally unrelated. But a pay-for for the things we are doing, that is always related. It, it is only in Washington, certainly not in many of our state capitals, where you can have an ambition to go fund something and then not identify the offset that would naturally allow you to engage in that. And the, the only real substantive debate I've heard in favor of this bill is that it does good pay increases for our service members, and undeniably that has universal agreement within this body. But I think about the 8,600 service members who were forced to separate from our military because of an ill-conceived, now withdrawn vaccine requirement. And we were told over and over again that there would be back pay and reparations and restoration of rank for those people who were improperly told that they could not express their patriotism through military service because they didn't want to take an experimental vaccine. And yet that is totally absent in this legislation. And so in communities I like... I wonder if Pfizer can sue Gates for defamation. 
Why not? And I wonder who's going to sue uh, the girl on The View who slandered another McCain. Joe yeah. Biden's crime is being Hunter Biden's father. And being Hunter Biden's very loving father, very good father, very supportive father. Look, did Hunter Biden influence Petal on his last name? Yes, he did. So did half of Washington. People sitting at this table did it. Did uh, did Hunter Biden... Did Hunter Biden Wait, cheat like, on his taxes? Yes, he did. Who so have, actually, actually who at this table peddled on their last? I did. I'm not talking about currently. Oh. Oh. She's talking about McCain's daughter. What's her first name, Honey Bunny? Megan. Megan McCain, the portly one. She's talking about her. I wonder if Megan McCain can call her lawyer and sue Anna Navarro. See, but Anna Navarro's a Democrat. It's New York. They'll get away with anything. After all, look at what they've already gotten away with. Mr. Wolf refused to answer most of our questions. We had a number of exhibits where she's sending the email, she's receiving the email, she's, and she refused to answer uh, just about every question it seemed we had. When we asked, um, you know, and she refused to answer based on instructions she was given from the Justice Department, we said, did you get any supplemental instructions, any additional instructions from the Justice Department in light of what happened yesterday with the vote on the House floor where a majority of the House um, officially adopted the, the you know, the, the resolution, uh, okay, in an official impeachment inquiry, and she said that they had not. That was House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan speaking after former federal prosecutor Leslie Wolf, who allegedly interfered in the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, Prosecutor for the government, Leslie Wolf, lifelong Democrat rat. And she interfered. Boy, is that is that worse? Is that worse than slander? I can't decide. Will anybody bring up this this rat who has allowed a traitor to occupy the Oval Office? Will they bankrupt her with a hundred and forty eight million dollar judgment? Refused to answer any questions during a closed door interview. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer and House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith both joined me on this program yesterday. You know what it means, Squirrel, when a prosecutor pleads the fifth? That she's crooked. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, yes, well, election year. Why, uh, why not stick with the... One that brought you. There's new information about the fastest growing COVID-19 variant circulating in the U.S. The CDC says the JN.1 variant now accounts for 21% of new cases reported last week. We're going to have to mail in those ballots. We're going to have to mail them in. Race for the White House. It's a cutthroat battle now for the final votes in key battleground states. Three things to know as you wake up on this Friday. First one, Joe Biden just pulled ahead of President Trump in Georgia. He's now ahead by more than 900 votes. There are still about 60,000 votes left to be counted there. Another state in the spotlight, Pennsylvania. President Trump barely ahead. So, by the way, just think about that. He lost Georgia by what? Little, little under 12,000 votes. So there were 60,000 votes to be counted which means Joe Biden got 48,000 of those votes. All for Joe Biden. Oh, of course, that's after they shut down the count. Then there were videos in Philadelphia, right, of mail trucks with ballots in bags. Gee, I don't, I don't think anybody did anything wrong. I don't care who you threatened with bankruptcy, who you bankrupt. You stole it. Yeah, you did. 
George in Naperville. Sean, thanks for playing that little bit between with Biden and Obama. I felt like it was Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin together again. What a simpler time. <laughs> it's my favorite. How, to, how, to, how the stupid son of a gun is looking right at him. By the way, you, you, you can watch it for yourself. He's looking right at him, squirrel. I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you pretend he doesn't have dementia? I can't find the clip. What did I do with it? I'll find it. Rich, Indiana Park. Hey, Rich, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? How are you doing today? Wonderful. Are you uh, off to uh, Florida after the show? I'm in Florida now, babe. Oh, nuts. you are. Oh, I I'm not wearing you know, pants. Sometimes you're there. It's <laughs> hard to keep track. But anyway, what I wanted to say is I've been listening to the show ever since uh, you got your own show. And the one thing I've learned from you is the people that they vote into office nowadays, they're not the best qualified people. Uh, the, way they vote, the way they vote nowadays is by the color of their skin, their gender, and in some cases by their sexual preference. Yeah. So until that changes... I don't Please. think the country's going to get much Please, better than Rich, it is now. If I was a club foot minority lesbian, I'd be driving a Bentley. Thank you very much. Hey, President Biden, is Obamacare still a thing? <laughs> He's looking at him. Hey, President Biden. No, you're President Biden. Don't. It's like, it's Abbott and Costello. Who's on first? I don't know. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for being on the phone this time, dummy. What's up? I was getting gas. I just stepped out to take and get the gas pump hooked up. Anyway, call a radio station and then go get gas. What do you think? I What do you think? I'm your cousin. Just talk when I say hello, Craig. Go ahead. All right. Sorry about that. Won't happen again. Hey, I got a question for you. Why the heck can't we have somebody in a Democrat area bring these kind of suits against some Democrats? They got all kinds of stuff they've done and the crimes they committed. How come we don't ever hear about a suit? where somebody, uh, one of us, a conservative, can go to a, a conservative area or a Democrat state and get a lawsuit against <laughs> these people. Come on, what are you, nuts? Because of character. Are you going to sue Brandon Johnson? Guy's on a water payment bill. I mean, I know he wears $6,000 suits, but he runs everything the way Joe Biden does, like a crime syndicate. See, what they do is they put everything in LLCs. Like, take Joe Biden and his crack-smoking, whoremongering, sister-in-law banging son. 20 LLCs, then you pretend he's on the board. How you doing? And, most importantly, we want to know about Joe's role. We already know from Devin Archer that the Bidens were selling the Biden brand. Now, we want to know exactly what that entailed. So he defied a congressional subpoena. He goes and he tries to play the sympathy card uh, with the reporters. Said he was there to talk then got in his car and drove off. Typical Biden fashion. So tell us about that influence peddling and what you believe to be the most damning evidence that you've got right now. We've talked a lot about this. We've talked mm -hmm. about the potential of money laundering and bribery. What can you tell us about the evidence? Well, we've, we've got over $24 million that we know of. We think there's more. Uh, $24 million that the Bidens have taken in. They've run him through a series of LLCs that even the bank said serve no purposes. We call that a shell company. Shell companies are coming. The bank actually reported it as suspicious activity. But you just ask a Democrat. 221 people 
without evidence, voted to launch an impeachment inquiry. Congressional Republicans, or Trump's de facto legal team, merely want to tarnish his political opponent and make Biden and Trump all even Stephen impeachment-wise. These are not serious people. This is not a serious impeachment inquiry. We've seen no evidence. This is just storytelling. So patently fraudulent and meritless. They have precisely zero evidence. Democrats tried to drill down on what exactly Biden is being impeached for And, well, the well was dry. It's just so transparent that this is just political retribution. It's just they're playing politics. There is no evidence that President Biden committed a crime. $24 million to the dimwit. $24 million got transactions in the bank accounts into LLCs directly linked to Hunter Biden using as a manager on the LLC. See, that's the only way you could find out who's on an LLC as the manager. He's got his son on there. LLC did not. And every one of these step- and fetch Democrats. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. And why did they do that? Because they want to be in on it. You're talking about trillions of dollars. By the way, I have this uh, thing I, I, I do, which annoys a lot of people. It's called thinking and then looking at the national debt. And um, another $12 billion since yesterday. Another $12 billion. So you, you, the reality is they're not stealing money that exists they're stealing money to tax us with in the future. That's the part that aggravates me because I, I like my freedom. But there are some places in this country where you live and you understand you give it up when you live with these Democrat mafia members. Well, at the start of the new year, more than 300 new laws will be on the books for Illinois. The Senate Demo- There you go. Get used to it. Before you know it, you'll be pretending you're not a slave. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Let it all begin again. Top Kremlin aide says Putin wants a president in America that's more friendly to the idea of discussing world affairs with russia oh boy there we russia 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 and i remember it's a perfect timing for that little innuendo by nbc news which by the way sucks uh and that innuendo is the steel dossier you remember all of the nonsense the abuse of the fisa warrant system and how they were surveilling trump when he was running for office and the whole nine yards and how it was all cooked up you remember an fbi agent who was specific in the investigation. I don't mean the one that with, with the girlfriend who could eat an apple through a fence, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, those two ugly dogs. I'm talking about the other one who was one of the lead FBI investigators on it. Well, there's an update on his position. Former FBI official in New York has been sentenced uh, for taking secret payments from a Russian oligarch with ties to Vladimir Putin. Charles McGonagall faces more than four years in prison for using... Charles McGonagall, if only... You would have had a moron, drug addict, scumbag son. You could have set up in an LLC. You could have kept that scam going for years. Joe Biden did for 50. Bob in Oak Lawn. Yeah, so everybody, nobody sees any evidence. Ties all the bank records, phone, phone calls. <laughs> yeah, they're just raising money on it. If they really wanted to impeach him, they would go with the open borders. They would go with the, during the Supreme Court. Bob, what you have to understand is that these people who are who are Democrats in this country today, that still today are calling themselves Democrats, they hate the opposition, the people who, like me and you, who would vote for Donald Trump so much, they don't care about anything else. 
They want you to be bankrupted. You understand? They want you locked up in prison. They want this crime syndicate to rule over everything regardless of the facts. Facts don't matter. They didn't get here by facts. They're certainly not going to let facts get in the way now. Because we have all of the evidence. We've had it. Peter Strzok has been writing books on the Biden crime syndicate since Biden was a senator. Did you know that? You can go back and read six books specifically about Joe Biden's brother, the one who killed the guy in California, then wouldn't pay the kids, about the other brother with the contract under Bush for the $1.5 billion of the houses to be built in Iraq. Nobody cares, brother, that is a Democrat. Because they don't care about those scams anymore than they care about the, the ones in the once great city, Chicago, that's ruined now. They don't care. And that's the problem. What's that? Think about all, all the time they get to go up in front of the press and say, we got this, we got that. That's free money. That's free advertising right there. I'll tell you what, Bob. Money. You're in Oak Lawn. I don't go back to Chicago, but I'll bet you a cigar. You come by me. I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll buy you the cigar. I'll give you a cup of coffee. I will bet you two to one dollar. That Ed Burke walks. You want a piece of that action? No. no yeah. No. Way to save your dollar. Because he's going to skip out of that courtroom. Because the Chicagoans like it. And here's another thing. You know, we've got this, right? They admire this. Too. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his team have embezzled about $400 million. They don't mind million. And when they hear about the wife in Ukraine with the $30 million in suitcases. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. Anastasia Kozitska was caught by the authorities in neighboring Hungary carrying cash stashed in suitcases. Kozitska is the wife of Ukraine's former member of parliament. Former member of parliament. Where's a former member of parliament get $30 million? He doesn't. He stole it from our money. The Democrats today don't care. They want her briefcase. That's all they want. They certainly don't care that he's had a phone, a sat phone. For years, we've got the bills being paid by the LLC. The same LLC with the money. They don't care. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. Now, you can look this up on YouTube. A newscaster for Newsmax called the number eight months ago. Joe Biden picked it up. I say he was on a changing table, but I can't verify it. However, he picked it up. Hello. He still had the phone eight months ago. They simply don't care. They admire the schemes. Mad Mac. You watch this, uh, the evidence on Ed Burke here. These guys have the weakest case. It's weaker than Joe Biden's urine stream. He's walking <laughs> without issue. Oh, I he's walking. Yeah. Back in the day when you were in the S&P pit and I was in the bond pit at the Board of Trade, yeah. if we did one-tenth of what Biden's done, moving checks around and floating things in LLCs, we would have been before the SEC well, 
Our accounts would have been closed. You they couldn't. They would have had our houses. They would have taken everything. Do you remember when you had your account? You couldn't go up to the clearing firm and say, hey, I want you, I want you to wire this money without telling them who it was. You had to at least tell them who it was. You, you couldn't get them. out three forms. Exactly. You know they who did you like you had three heads. They're like, what are you talking about? You want me yeah. to put 10 grand where? Yeah. Go get the president of the company and bring him in here. You tell him that stupid story, and we'll close your goddamn account right oh, now. Oh, you can't swear. You can't swear. I agree with you. I agree. He's 100% right. That's why the Sam Bankman Freed case, another one no one talks about, it's impossible without government clout. You had to have the government clout. And this is what we're really discussing. Listen, this is an FBI agent right here who was tasked with investigating Trump the whole time. He was on the payroll of an oligarch, and he's going to do four years. Big deal. His access to help the tycoon gather information on a rival. The U.S. attorney for New York says McGonagall violated the trust his country placed in him, jeopardizing national security. Please. Big deal. And the senator that sold out for the $100 million to Louisiana, who works for the lobbying firm, what's her industry? She's making a thousand times more money than she ever did in her life. What do we want? Climate justice! What do we want? Climate justice! When do we want that? Now! This is... Yeah. You haven't even got... We haven't even really started with climate justice. Wait till that kicks in. Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean. You know, this whole thing with Nikki Haley and Boeing... You know, people don't realize that LBJ had Bell helicopters during <laughs> Vietnam and he got a sweetheart deal. We had Richard Russell got to deal with General Dynamics. Every politician who basically breaks that threshold lines their pockets with these industrial con- military complex contracts during a wartime or even during peacetime to basically get these huge bonuses that nobody, that they, that they the, never want to admit. There were two presidents that didn't want to go along with this scheme. Two presidents that didn't want to go along with the scheme. One is called Back into the Left, JFK, and the other one is Donald Trump. And that's it. Believe me, the oligarchs that run this country, they're not going to... Listen, Donald Trump won in 2020. If he runs again, it'll be the same outcome. You're not. It, stop giving yourself the delusion. What you need to do now is focus on the fact that this is a crime family and prove it to the decent people. I still have faith that there are more decent people than there are Chicago Democrats. I do. Oh, was I mad? Was I not supposed to say that? How else do you explain how they sit idly by while this scallywag spends $100 million any way he wants? We have strategically um, identified neighborhoods and blocks where the violence is most pervasive, where disinvestment has been historically um, implemented and by doing this we are going right at the problem when you're talking about you know the violence kind of moves around though i just saw wasn't there something on irving park road in milwaukee yeah wasn't there another jack so now we're going to diversify the violence you're going to love it chicago 2024 go there i dare you 312-642-5600 he's sean thompson hello mr thompson and this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer. AM 560. The answer. We are also following breaking news in the Portage Park neighborhood on Chicago's northwest side. I wonder how much of the $100 million is going to go to Portage Park. Is there any number on that? Who gets to decide that? The guy in the $6,000 suit who couldn't pay his water bill? 
Police are searching for three men. They say robbed a restaurant at gunpoint. It happened just before midnight at Gracie O'Malley's near Milwaukee and Irving Park Road. The- like Guadalajara. There you are having yourself a corned beef and a Guinness. And all of a sudden, a couple of scallywags, Chicago Public Honor students, walk in and rob you like it's Guadalajara. Stick it up. We continue to see these armed robberies in just about every part of the city. I've talked to some business owners here in Logan Square who say they've met with the police commander in recent days and these crimes are on their radar. Yeah, Democrat utopia. Love it. Jim and Lyle. Hey, Sean, I'm going to mention kind of an elusive character in the Crossfire Hurricane deal. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of John Carlin? Harvard lawyer? Lobbyist? John John Carlin was a DOJ national security official who resigned suddenly right before Trump won, like in mid-October 2016. Well, so did the other guy, Jake Sullivan, CIA guy. Now he's back. Well, and so so is Carlin. Carlin was brought back by Biden's administration early on, and I think he has a lot to do with why Mar-a-Lago was raided. I think he, he, he was there when Obama was in office and he was brought back with Biden well, and I, I, because I this, know you investigate things. Yeah, I, I will look into it out. because I know he went into lobbying. I know he worked for like a three LLP. You know, they all do that limited liability partnership. Those are the scum of the earth. That's where what's her name is from from Obamacare, the, the senator from from Louisiana. This is how they make their money and they use their political well, corruption. And, and, and These are all Obama's guys. And the broad Lisa Monaco brought this guy back into the DOJ when Biden won. And, and there's just something about the way he left, right, in October of 2016, after he was investigating FISA violations for General Rogers. Yeah. And all of a sudden he disappeared, and now he's been brought back. I, I know the way you are. You like to investigate things. Yeah, back I'm going to look into it all weekend. I will, Jim. And here's the thing. That's why I was so aggravated yesterday. Because the way in which FISA... 702 and how it was all misused during the 16 campaign. It was all misused. And the Republicans could have stood on something. Instead, they rubber stamp it all. They don't even make the arguments. You've got today the FBI agent who was putting together the investigation on the Steele dossier, a top official, top guy, got caught on the payroll of an oligarch, and it's not even mentioned? And you see... we can make arguments than they can absolutely but it doesn't matter you're talking to lemmings you're talking to those fat ass guys you grew up with who wanted the ghost job and wanted the pension and wanted to pretend that daily could read come on i've been around in my whole life john and shareville yeah sean i uh, was talking to our uh, trash collector every friday morning he mentioned that uh, zelensky's got a mansion or property in florida I just thought, it, it's a Facebook. Possible? It's a Facebook rumor, John, and okay, they yeah, said that he bought a twenty million dollar place in Vero. Here's what you got to understand, John. When you look at who Zelensky is, he's handpicked of Ihor Kolomoisky. Ihor Kolomoisky is a lot of things, but he's not stupid. They run their money schemes through the banking in Cyprus, where they own the whole fracking island, along with the Russians. You see, everybody pretends they hate each other. They all knew each other. There, this is an argument over who controls the energy. Oh, Ihor Kolomoisky is a longtime oligarch who always had a beef with the Putin faction of the oligarchs. And in the meantime, you know what, John? Hundreds of thousands of people are dead. And this is about these two oligarchs disliking each other. And it's always the poor people that get killed. Ihor Kolomoisky grabs Zelensky out of obscurity, a two-bit comedian. 
That's all he is. He's a shill. And nobody wants to investigate any of the banking in Cyprus. None of it. In the meantime, we're kicking out money. you got a Democrat by the name of Seymour Hirsch, Pulitzer Prize winner. And all of a sudden, the Democrats don't want to read him anymore. It's disgraceful because the Democrats don't want to see the evidence that they're a syndicate, not a party. I'll come out here and I'll tell you about the Republican scallywags. I'll tell you about Mitt Romney and the Cheneys and the Bushes. You won't find one Democrat that'll do that. Not one. Jerry in the Western Burbs. Hey, Sean, with uh, your prayer caller there talking about investigating something, all of our uh, recent arrivals, they get a debit card when they show up, right? $2,500. Who's the... Now, what do the banks charge on that? One and a half points? The banks don't charge anything. No, brother. I got the I got the clip. It's funny you call. Where's the clip? Here. Now, remember, we talked about this in Chicago where it was going around where buses were coming up to 30 buses were coming in Chicago from Mexico and they were bringing in immigrants. And the moment that they arrived, they were getting EBT cards with twenty five hundred dollars on those cars where they can actually, you know, spend the money to buy food. And then they were being placed in like a hotel, um, a hotel or a motel that they were converting to make their housing or lodging as well. And- 2,500, you walk off the bus, I hand you 2,500. Would you come here? You got to understand, these are third world hellholes where they make 5,000 a year. They, they might make 5,000 a year. You give them six months pay. So it's on a debit card, right? And it, yeah. The banks are issuing the debit card. It's not like the government's got a, a bank that they're issuing debit cards of, and credit well, cards. I, 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 listen, brother, I don't know how that, EBT works. I don't, think that they, they, I don't think they get the fee from the money. They get the fee from the government, I think. But I don't know. You might be right. I, no, I had a guy offering a, he'll buy my groceries if I buy him the cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And I, how are you doing that? He goes, well, I got my card. It says Visa on it. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't know, brother, because I had, a, I had a scumbag from the neighborhood who's dead now who tried to buy cigars with an EBT card. I threw him out, and he was never allowed to come back in. And when he was dying, he said, could I come back in? I said, no. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so one thing to uh, disagree, but when the person or the entity you're disagreeing with is a habitual compulsive liar, at a certain point there's a position of futility. That's exactly where we are with this government. You're talking between three and six billion every 24 hours thrown on the national debt. It is not just unsustainable, it's bankrupt. It is the definition of bankruptcy. Between student loan debt, which is $1.7 trillion, and credit card debt, which is now $1.3 trillion, if we're lucky, really more like $1.5, you're at $3.2 trillion that the citizens carry around outside of the debt that the government throws on their backs without their consent. And I'll give folks a little more, just my dad, just a little more breathing room. 
Well, him and his dad are complete moron scumbag liars. And that's what we're really facing. Does it matter, E.J. and Tony of the Heritage Foundation? Breathing room. Sean, breathing room. Is that breathing room underwater? You know what it is, E.J.? And I'm, I'm dead serious. It's, it's, it's truly something to admire if you were to be a diabolical saboteur to the concept of private property in this country. Because simultaneously with this, this goes on every week right here. Listen to this. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss states finally issuing chip cards for EBT. Guys, this is coming in 2024, and it's huge, right? We're also going to talk about $800 a month for my seasoned seniors for 24 months. But it's only... It's every week. Every week, it's more money. It's more food stamp money. It's more summer EBT COVID money. There's just a tremendous amount of money getting kicked out to the welfare recipients in this country. And I, I'm not including the new ones that get money for just showing up, that broke our law, and we hand them $2,500 in Chicago on an EBT card, pay for their hotels and apartments. So there is no even concept of how to stop it when it comes to our government. They're not interested in stopping it. In fact, they're speeding it up, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Sean, because they have, they have a political incentive to do so. You know, every time they get another person addicted on, on the welfare rolls, what happens? They basically just got a voter for life, because why on earth would someone in that position vote for a politician who promises to take their welfare away? I think we keep waiting for, for a reality to slap uh, the government in the face, but it doesn't. There is no reality that's going to slap it in the face. And my question to you is, when you're there and you're discussing things with these guys, you're in the room with them, and you position yourself where you're writing articles, look, it's another lie. It's another lie. It's another lie. And yesterday, nearly a trillion dollars just gets rubber stamped to the entity, the bureaucracy that admits we cannot account for 50 cents of every dollar you give us. That's, I was on full tilt. I'm still on full tilt from yesterday. They didn't use it as any leverage to secure the border, on any leverage to stop any form of spending. In fact, what's to say they just don't ever stop the spending? Right. And, and see, Sean, you're articulating what, what is so disheartening about this entire situation. You know, I, I understand we don't have all the levers of power right now. I understand that conservatives really don't have a lot of say. But to basically give the other side everything they want time after time and to never actually get what your voters put you there demanding that you do i mean what is wrong with these people they're afraid they're cowards or they're idiots or they're in on it right so you got a b or c and i think it's i think it's c and if it's c cowards you can get rid of uh ignoramuses you can teach corrupt Corruption in government spending is a cancer you can never really defeat. It's taken down everywhere it's ever existed, whether you talk about Europe or you talk about Democrat once great cities, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, L.A., whatever. This is the problem I have, because when you realize that they're running on the corruption of Obamacare, they're running on the expansion of wealth care, they're running on this idea that after the tax cuts from Trump uh, go away, they're not only going to let them go away, they're going to double them on the backs of the guys who work. You're, you're going to start to get good people, like my old neighborhood, who say, hey, it's better to be in than be out. And then what happens? Oh, goodness. That's when things really start to unravel, because right now you're already at such a precarious position where basically, you know, it's less than half of Americans are actually working and paying taxes to basically support 
the other half. That's not an exaggeration. More than half of American workers today don't even pay federal income taxes at oh, all. Not a I dime. Know. And, you know, guys get mad at me when I say that, but, I, I mean, that's just the system. I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming the system that wants to corrupt them. And, you know, instead of it being rejected, I have a story on the board about more more DHL workers going on strike to, to, to knuckle under DHL. And when you look at what's happening in the growth of the labor extortion mafia, in, in, the, in the face of they're always getting caught misappropriating the workers' money, there seems to be no repercussions for any of it. At a certain point, I always say go to high ground. You've got about 20 states that really put up a fight against government spending. But when you've imported more people than are in 50 or, or 40 states, you've got a problem because these people now are going to be on the dole. So how do you pull it back? And if, without, a, without a, an elected official that wants to even talk about it, they don't even talk about it. I think that's the most aggravating part. Right. And, and unfortunately, this is what history is, has taught us, is that people don't actually uh, you know, really tend to turn around until things get really, really bad. How bad? We're talking like Argentina level bad. They have been through how many bouts of hyperinflation before they finally elected a politician who was willing to call it out by name and explain what causes it and say, this is the government and we need to change it if we're actually going to fix the problem. Now, I his, mean, literally, this has been going on a hundred years in that country. His cure is curious to me because I don't think his cure is as much a cure as it should be uh, when you're going to link it to the U.S. dollar. And to me, that was shocking. Were you shocked by that? You know, I, I actually was. I really thought that he was going to, you know, use something like, you know, conventional like gold, or if he was going to be innovative, he'd do something like link the currency to Bitcoin, but but not the dollar, which is almost as bad of a track record, at least the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know what's shocking to me is that they that, that currencies are never linked to a commodity uh, in which the, the, the finding of how abundant it is could actually help your economy. I, for the life of me, don't understand why there's no talk of revamping our own currency and using our oil or the oil as the base instead of gold, because gold is just too finite. You just can't have it, right? I mean, if you put together all the gold that's mined, what are you talking about? Two and a half swimming pools? But if you, if you look at how we are always finding more and more and more oil, and you see now the war that's going to happen between who's ever left in Venezuela and Guyana, Argentina also has a tremendous amount of, of, of minerals and assets that they can use. I, I, I am really confused by it, but I think there's a form of corruption in it. Am I just becoming too s skeptical of, 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 of the collaboration and the bastardization of the dollar? Oh, no, I, I don't think it's a matter of, of being too skeptical, Sean, because any chance a government ever has throughout history to get away from some kind of you know, commodity standard, whether that's gold or, or anything else, like oil, for example, that you mentioned, the government always jumps on that opportunity because it's the way that the government can can dust can get rid of the shackles essentially that hold it back from creating unlimited quantities of money i mean think about this if, if i was trying to sell you some kind of cryptocurrency and i told you that you know there's only one access point for it and they and the creators can create an unlimited amount of it what would you do you would say well i don't want to use that it's worthless and, and that's exactly the what dollar. the dollar is today the only reason we use it is because of legal tender laws that say we'll go to jail if we don't now, in your article, you, uh, you informed us all that the average American worker is paying $5 an hour in hidden taxes of inflation. 
So why would the creation of another $900 billion bill not increase inflation? I mean, how much of the number can they cook at this point? Oh, it'll certainly increase inflation. I mean, there's just there's no way around it. You, you can't you can't just create money on a whim constantly and not expect it's not going to devalue your currency. But but you got to remember, Sean, they and you know this, they hide the inflation constantly in these quote unquote official metrics. That's why you know the the monthly mortgage payment on a median price home has doubled since Biden took office. But if you look at the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. Housing is up, you know, 10%, 20%, 30%. It's nowhere near 100% because they're only looking at a small number of rents. They're not looking at the actual cost to own a home. How can they just arbitrarily keep giving money uh, to the welfare program? Doesn't Congress control that? What bureaucracy is actually in control of the welfare money? Because the clips that I have about more free cash, they come every five days. Every five days, there's more free cash. So who exactly is perpetrating that? You know, a, a lot of it, unfortunately, is actually at the state level because so many of these programs are funded by the feds, but they're actually controlled and that money is dispersed at the state level. So you can even have among the same program, it just vastly different rules when you go from, uh, from Indiana to Illinois, for example. And so someone who might not be eligible uh, you know, for, for a handout in Indiana, or at least they're eligible, but they get very little from it. They just hop across the border to Chicago and all of a sudden they are eligible or they're eligible for much more. There's an interesting statistic that uh, is, is often manipulated by government. And they, um, they try to pretend that the creations of LLCs or S-Corps in Delaware, which one building houses, what, 13 million businesses or whatever the case is, they try to pretend that that's actually a sign of a, of a good economy and private businesses are growing. Do we have any actual data on how many businesses are closing? I say this to you because uh, I have a, a, a brick and mortar that I'm, I'm really seriously considering closing, and I know 30 people in my neighborhood there that are, if they haven't already closed, they're planning on it in the next 60 days. Do we know what the effect is on small business of Bidenomics? Well, it, it's definitely not good. So part of the problem with, with the births and deaths of, of firms, as they call it, which is basically just when you know, businesses start up and, and when they close, is that that data is incredibly delayed. And so we, we, we get basically uh, initial permitting data, for example, and then the business doesn't actually start up until far into the future, sometimes a year later. And, and the same thing, believe it or not, with business closures, that data is not very timely either. But all of the forward-looking indicators show that small businesses are just absolutely getting crushed right now. The, you know, the small business uh, uh, optimism readings that are coming out today are, are below not just during um, you know pre-pandemic times, but they're even below the pandemic era uh, readings when it was illegal for you to have your business open. So I think that gives you just a little bit of context of just how much these small businesses are hurting today under Bidenomics. Now, even though, and the reason I ask you this is because even though oil has been difficult and the government has canceled drilling permits, the reality is the fewer companies are producing a lot of oil. However, the, the other side of that coin, too, is that uh, there's been massive new finds in the area of Venezuela and Guyana, in, in uh, Alaska, and in Europe. There's been new finds of both oil and natural gas. 
and the oil prices are coming down. But there's also another side of that. It appears, from what I could research over the last couple of days, demand is almost at record lows for oil, which can be interpreted to me as if nothing is growing, things are closing, and people don't go to work the way they did anymore. Now, that could affect uh, the future economy in a, in a multitude of different ways, and I'm trying to think which one of them is good. Sean, if you can think of one, you're, you're smarter than I am. I, I can't figure out how any of this data right now is good. You're, you're absolutely right. The demand indicators are way, way down for this time of year. I don't think we've ever seen diesel demand at a lower level. So once you get, you know, once you take care of the uh, the, the seasonal adjustments, we're basically at a record low. And, and on top of that, it's bizarre that somehow this administration is claiming oil production is now at a record high today when demand is low and we're still withdrawing oil from private stocks, and we're not refilling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The, the whole situation just doesn't add up. No. And I'm curious to know, um, you've seen regulation also be used to stop businesses from merging, mainly in the airline area. Airlines seem to be under attack by the federal government. And I'm wondering, what do you see happening in that sector of our economy? Because travel grows, right? Holidays come around. It's normally a good bonanza, a good money-making time. Prices don't seem to be terrible. Uh, what are your views on the airlines? You know, unfortunately, there's still, as much as we talk about you know, the, the airlines have been deregulated, there still is just way too much regulation in the industry. And, and on top of that, the Biden administration just wants to regulate it even further. I mean, they already are, are dictating, for example, you know, how, how many hours a, a pilot can sit waiting on the tarmac. There, there have been instances where uh, a pilot was sitting there waiting on the tarmac to take off and then had to turn around and bring the plane back to the gate because he had clocked too many hours on the tarmac for the week. I mean, it's just absolute nonsense. And now the administration wants to even get into uh, how big a seat can be. Look, if I want a bigger seat, I can pay for that. Or I can go to a different airline that has a slightly larger seat, whatever the case may be. This administration just is hell-bent on regulating these things into the ground. And, and that includes uh, trying to stop proposed mergers as well. They're literally suing. Yes, they're suing. And, you know, it, it's an amazing cycle we're on, right? The reason for inflation isn't government-failed policy. It's businesses and their greed. So this is something that, that sells with the economic illiterate. But when you realize that the cost of what the government is doing to businesses is raising the price, and I don't just mean money, I'm talking about the cost of regulation. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is a leviathan created out of Dodd-Frank. It's a leviathan that if you look at just banking and financing, it costs the American people trillion, a trillion dollars, uh, if you were to break down the cost of that regulation. You see K Street and the lobbyists. It's before the Supreme Court. Is there any indication as to how they're going to rule on the on the constitutionality of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which really is infiltrated with all sycophants of of Obama. These are all notable Marxist lawyers, not real economists, and that's why they've created the millions of pages of regulation. I think that could be a real bright spot if we remove it. I'm wondering if you are getting any indication as to if it will be removed. Oh, it, it would be absolutely heaven sent if if that could get struck down. You know, un unfortunately, though, we don't have any indication, frankly, either way, right? It's not like we have uh, some some questions from Supreme Court justices during oral during oral arguments that 
that made it look as if you know the the just any particular justice was leaning one way or another. Uh, obviously, we can expect the the more liberal justices to, of course, vote to keep it. Oh, so yeah. we'll see if the more conservative justices will will vote to get rid of it. But you know, Sean, you're absolutely right. It has done nothing to actually protect consumers. Unlike it's what what its name says, it has done exactly the opposite. It has limited credit and it has punished good borrowers. I'll tell you what, if we would just start judging for the judicial buffet at the Supreme Court, I think it would be good for the judge's health and we could lower the debt because Sotomayor and Elena Kagan, they're a rubber stamp for more fascism, more corruption, and so is affirmative action, Jackson. So I'm curious to know... um, how that's going to turn out. But I appreciate the articles at the Heritage Foundation. I always read them, and I appreciate you making time for me. Sean, it's my pleasure. Thank you again for having me. He is E.J. Antoni. We'll be back with your calls after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. AM 560, the answer. I am not against food for people who can't buy food. I'm really not. I'm against the government using it as an excuse to advance their power. You see, it's like anything else. If you want to provide something, incentivize the provider. Grocery stores have perishable products incentivize them, give them a list of people in their area who are poor, and have the actual grocery store provide the food, and then let them deduct it from their taxes. But that doesn't give power to government. Government likes to pretend to be... Who's the guy that robbed from... uh, What's the the, Robin Hood? They they, They pretend to be Robin Hood. But what government doesn't want you to know is that Robin Hood didn't steal from the rich to give to the poor... He stole from the government. The sheriff was the government. He didn't steal from rich people. He stole from the government to give to the poor. See, the, whole, the, the government should not be in the midst of any of this, because once they are, then they know how to buy your complacency to their crime. We are headed to Maryland, where leaders are giving out cash to residents with no strings attached, right? This is applications for the Guaranteed Income Program in Prince George County, They are now live, guys. So to qualify for this, this is $800 a month for 24 months. You can be a young adult coming directly out of the foster care system. You can be formerly incarcerated or recently released. It's outrageous. And you can be an adult that is 60 years old or older, making $50,000 or less. So this is great for my seasoned seniors because you can use the money for anything. If you want it to go, get your hair done. If you want to buy groceries, whatever you want to do, you can spend the money how you want to. You don't have to pay it back. You don't even have How about the casino or the drug dealer? $800 a month for 24 months for nothing. That is not going to promote achievement and success. That will not be used the way the sales pitch is. That will go to enrich drug dealers. It will go to video poker machines. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. And instead of giving the power to the providers or the grocery stores or the doctors, the government wants it. Because through this, they buy rubber stamp Democrats. That's exactly the intention. Jack in Chicago. Hey, what a great program. Oh, thank you, Jack. Uh, yeah, l- last year I lived in Illinois, and, you know, I got cancer. 
and I was out of work so long that uh, I lost my job. Well, I had a little money in the bank, but I got on that EBT, uh, you know, that stamp. Now, I'm a guy that's, hey, I'm 66, military veteran, never had a day of unemployment, never took any public aid. But when I went to get off of it, it was almost impossible. It took me hours, and I mean days and hours to get off of it. And I said, hey, look, I don't even live in your state anymore. What's to explain? And, man, I'm telling you, it was almost impossible to get off. I'm so glad Jack, to talk to you and tell oh, you Jack, that. Did, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you why this is a particular stone in my shoe. I had a friend of mine who was much smarter than I was in school. He was a walking computer. The problem was his father was an old UAD. He was a union guy, and he threw himself off of a pallet. And he never worked. He went on disability for the rest of his life. And when we graduated high school, my friend was influenced by his father. He he adored his father. And his father told him, what are you going to do? You're going to go to work like this idiot? You're going to get up at 5 in the morning? Our our other friend went to law school. And he said, no, no, no. You just go down with me to Social Security office. And, you know, he showed my friend. He showed him how to be on disability his whole life. Do you know he's exactly the same age? Uh Do you know he's in a home right now? Because he rode that welfare train, and he, out of all of us, should have been the most successful. He was the smartest. It is a diabolical system that doesn't incentivize or help people. It corrupts their soul. And thank God you went off of it. See, to me, you should have never, you were a veteran. Go to the grocery store with your card. I'm on cancer. Have them send you the groceries. Now, the most important part of the story is I want to know, what happened to the cancer? Did you beat it? Oh, praise God, I did. Well, listen, I love so, you for So I'm, it's awful nice to be able to wee-wee again. Thank God <laughs> for small favors. Nice. Lizzie, you stay on the line, will you please? Thank you very much, Jack. Stay oh, on the line. Shit. I'd like to give him a shirt there, honey bunny. Greg and Rogers Park. Hey, Sean. Sean, you know, the hypocrisy of the media. They always throw the police under the bus because this week... Doing the uh, shop of the cop for the kids. Not are saying the police are great. You know, the media is really discovering the earth in this stuff. Yeah, well, the media is, but uh, I have to tell you that the, the failure, unfortunately, thank you for the call, is so undeniable. It's really hard to hide uh, exactly how bad things are. And, and, and it's winter. I thought it was supposed to be easier and everything was great. Everyone is hoping for something to be done. Chicago police are reporting another string of late-night armed robberies impacting the west side and northwest side of the city. CPD says there were five reported incidents last night starting around 9 p.m. The first happening in Fulton Market near Wayman and Peoria, where police say a woman was robbed on the street by three offenders. That trend continued about 15 minutes later, only about a mile away in West Town near Ohio and Noble Street. I mean, these are all decent areas at one time, Squirrel. This, none of this went on. And in the meantime, Illinois has the audacity to pass 300 new laws. Why don't you just enforce the old ones that kept the crooks in the prison? Well, at the start of the new year, more than 300 new laws will be on the books for Illinois. The Senate Democratic Caucus shared some of the more interesting items taking effect January 1st. You know what's funny? Why, why don't the Illinois Republicans release all 300, then go on shows and discuss the more intrusive that take away your unalienable rights, like the, the outrageousness of the state of Illinois 
infringing your Second Amendment in the most dangerous areas like Chicago, Cook County, DuPage. State-funded libraries will be prohibited from banning or removing materials due to religious or partisan disapproval. You know what that means, Squirrel? That means genderqueer, that Alexei Janulius went all the way to Washington to get people used to the idea he will be the senator. That was, uh, that was, that, that's a little tip of the hat to Alexei and to the fascists. So the good news is in all of your libraries, you're going to buy, buy, be able to get pornography now. Targeting car thefts, Illinois car manufacturers will establish a hotline to help find stolen vehicles using their existing GPS. Watch out. We'll see. So then instead of suing the car manufacturers or imprisoning the carjacking wretched scum, also known as CPS honor roll students, now the car company, you'll be able to call them. Hey, a couple of CPS kids hit my wife in the head with a blackjack and took my car. Okay, you can trace them. Good. What do you do when you catch them? Nothing. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll give them an EBT card with $2,500 on it. They're going to absolutely love it. Now, remember, we talked about this in Chicago where it was going around where buses were coming up to 30 buses were coming in Chicago from Mexico and they were bringing in immigrants. And the moment that they arrived, they were getting EBT cards with $2,500 on those cards where they can actually, you know, spend the money to buy food. And then, they- well, then why do they go to Oak Brook and steal? And the funny thing is they're stealing clothes that are on sale. You got to teach them at least how to read the red letters that say S-A-L-E means you can buy it at a discount. Don't steal it. And by the way, you're going to love toilet paper. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Arizona, a lot of slippery election stuff going on there. You remember, not just the election results after they shut the countdown for four hours and miraculously... Joe Biden got an extremely large percent of mail-in ballot harvesting. Uh, But the governor won without ever debating. Her name is Katie Hobbs, and she defeated Carrie Lake without ever debating. If you ever heard Katie Hobbs speak, you'll understand why. She makes Joe Biden look like Socrates, as he's known in Melrose Park, Socrates to the rest of the world. In the meantime, she just today, squirrel, you're not going to believe this. Honey Bunny told me in my ear. She just deployed the National Guard to the border. Huh. It's uh, almost fun to watch them learn exactly the dangers they were warned about. In the meantime, there's also something else going on at the border. It appears to be that we have had war declared on us by the cartels pretending to be Mexico. Uh, U.S. officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs, improvised explosive devices. Uh, This now, according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business, says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. It's a bad hombre, squirrel. Bad hombre. James Burbs. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? I'm calling to, uh, I want to see that uh, if anybody knows who James Pritzker is, uh, the governor. I believe they go uh, by Jennifer. I believe he goes by Jennifer. Jennifer He is by far the most lovely and attractive female Pritzker that family's ever produced. I personally think it's a major improvement. And if he stands next to Penny and you want to dance, you're asking that son of a gun. Would you like to cut a rug, mister? Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. There's not too much we don't know. Right, Squirrel? You even knew that, didn't you? 
Get in my belly! Come on! <laughs> no, that was one that, that... That's a man, baby. In the meantime, we've got some more updates uh, on migrant EBTs. All right, so next we are headed to Massachusetts, where immigrants in the state of Massachusetts, they will be able to access SNAP benefits as well after lawmakers have approved for millions of dollars in funding underneath the supplemental budget. So I just watched an expose of a 72-year-old Bostonian woman whose husband died 15 years ago. 72 years old, and she lives in her car. And she doesn't qualify for any of this. And her family traces back to pretty much the Tea Party. So this kind of happened in Chicago as well, but covered under this legislation, residents who are not citizens but are in the immigration process or already maintain legal status, including those that have recently arrived, migrants and those who have already been here for a long time, they can now receive those EBT benefits. So this is why don't blame the people who come here for this. I mean, it. don't blame them. This is luring them. It's entrapment into a system that guarantees future voters to support the party that pretends to deliver the utopian dream of all communism, Marxism, socialism. In the meantime, it's riddled with all kinds of crime figures. Well, I tell you what, I, I know everybody's frustrated, even though, you know, like I said, we've made great progress compared to where we were and where other nations are. But there's still a lot that's not being taken care of. Whoever runs... As I don't believe they will allow Donald Trump to be the nominee. They're going to Rudy Giuliani Trump. There's no question about it. Whoever runs simply has to run on reversing everything that Joe Biden has done and firing every bureaucrat Joe Biden has hired. What you have to do is call it a Biden enema, although he doesn't need one. What you have to do is call it the Biden enema and repeal and replace everybody and everything. You have to make it as if Joe Biden never was successful in stealing the election. With 49.5% to Joe Biden's 49.2%, that race tightening throughout the night, 95% of the vote is expected in. Uh, with, those, with these races so close, the Electoral College count hasn't changed in more than 24 hours. 95% of the vote in, Squirrel. And Joe Biden won the remaining 5%, just like he did in Georgia, just like he did in Arizona, just like he did in Michigan and Philadelphia. But... If you say it, Squirrel, you can be bankrupted. After all, it's defamation. To who? The entire system. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Hatred is an amazing thing. You can justify virtually anything. Murder, let alone voter fraud for hatred. I have never believed 81 million Living, breathing Americans voted for this dimwit in diapers. Never. This feeble fascist crook. I still don't. Now we have information, thanks to the Heartland Institute and Rasmussen, that one in five mail-in voters 
committed at least one kind of voter fraud. Simultaneously with that, one in five Democrats want Donald Trump permanently imprisoned, exiled, or executed. That seems about right. Let's discuss it with Heartland's very own Donald Kendall. He is the research fellow for the Heartland Socialism Research Center and host of Heartland's In the Tank podcast and Stopping Socialism TV. Donald, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Sean, how vindicated do you feel right now? When we got these poll results, you were the first person that I thought of. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, uh, I I normally enjoy this from my wife, as I remind her during our arguments, history will vindicate me. Uh, I also feel that way because I never bought it from day one. I never capitulated. And the reason I didn't is I was doing election night coverage. It was a mathematical impossibility. And it's funny now when I go back and I listen to the next day newscasts. 5% out. Joe Biden wins all 5%. In Georgia, 60,000 votes. He wins 51,000 of them. I mean, come on. Obviously, it's the mail-in votes. Obviously, it's the result you wanted. And that's exactly what this proves to me. Does it not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were uh, we were talking uh, at, since day one after the election. I mean, even before that, everyone was kind of wondering, like, is this election going to be legitimate with this amount of mail-in voting? You know, everyone's kind of skeptical of the idea of mail-in voting and how, you know, whether or not they can verify that many votes and all of that type of stuff. But, you know, it, it really did just kind of like it was just more of a feeling, speculation, that sort of thing. And lately we were talking about it. And we we're just like, you know, has there ever, ever been a poll that just asked people whether or not they committed fraud? Yeah. And, and now, of course, when we did this poll with Rasmussen, we didn't, we didn't use the word fraud. We didn't say, did you commit fraud by doing X, Y, and Z? We just asked them if they did X, Y, and Z. And those things just happened to be fraud. Yes. And when we, when we put this together, we were thinking, like, you know, even if 5% admitted to it, like, that would be a pretty big story. Not in our wildest dreams did we think the results were going to come back with 20%, one in five. That completely blew us away and obviously blew everyone away because the news has gone completely viral ever since the results were released. And this is the problem without having an audit. And this is all a lot of people were asking for, myself included. I simply wanted an audit. If you have a mail-in ballot, you have all the information you need for an audit. You have the address, you have the person, you have everything. Yet none of that was ever done. And it was obviously intentional because Donald Trump does something to people. It's fascinating. It truly is fascinating. And I, I, I have to tell you, my position is a little different because I didn't like Donald Trump. I didn't like him. And I didn't support him in 2016. I was well aware of his history. I was well aware of his commingling and hiring Ed Burke and giving Rahm Emanuel $50,000. And to me, my whole point was, what's the point of having money if you have to get knuckled under by these short-in-the-pants gangsters? So I didn't like them, (laughs) right? I didn't like uh, uh, Trump University. Are you out of your mind? No one's going to show you how to do anything, let alone that kind of thing. But uh, he, he gained my appreciation of his policies in governing. Everything was better. And at the same time he did that to me, he enraged and unhinged millions of people where they don't really give a rip about right and wrong or anything. They want this son of a gun dead or in jail for the rest of his life, right? Oh, yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, it's kind of funny that the questioning mail-in ballots um, just a few elections ago, I think back in 2000 with George Bush, questioning mail-in ballots was a leftist thing, right? I mean, yeah. I think there was a New York Times article questioning the mail-in ballots that were coming in in Florida, 
And but now, like you were saying, uh, Donald Trump has drove the left completely insane. Trump derangement syndrome, where basically their north star of what their beliefs in or anything is just the opposite of whatever Trump is. So yeah. if Trump is in favor or against something, I am the opposite of that. And the foreign that's, policy that's is great. Got. The foreign policy, I cannot tell you how much I enjoy it. I am, I am loving it. It's a constant smile on my face because to watch these buffoons, these frauds, who for decades didn't want to fund any, any government anywhere, didn't want any war, to hear them chant for war and say to arm the most corrupt government, the same government that they impeached Trump with because he made a phone call to the same guy. I love it. I absolutely love it. Right, or, or just the authoritarian streak that it's brought out of the left, uh, just in spades over the last several years. I yeah. mean, in, in the second part of the poll, which isn't getting nearly as much coverage as the first part, but you talked about the 18% of Democrat-likely voters that think Trump should be punished by jail for life, permanent exile, or death if found guilty. There was another finding in that section of the poll that said 48% of Democrat-likely voters believe media members who alleged election fraud should be, quote, banned from public speaking, receive prison time, or a combination of both. That's oh. you, good sir. Oh, of course. And you know what's funny? I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Giuliani case where these buffoons, these, the, the, these fraudsters, sue for defamation. And when they're revealing like, oh, and then I was given this threat and that threat, that's every day I love it. I love the threats. And yet I didn't realize that could make me rich where I wouldn't have to do this if I sue for defamation. But the reality is I'm never going to win that case. I'm not a Democrat. And when you see the misuse of, of judicial power and the corruption in our justice system and the judges that predetermined Trump is guilty of an agreement where no one was wronged and the, everybody gave the money. I mean, you realize the kind of totalitarian society we are willing to be and how it's cheered for in the most corrupt areas, the Democrat ones, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And some of these results uh, are just are just unbelievable. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. But back to the, the mail-in balloting thing, because I, I think this is kind of a really important kind of uh, potential policy angle to the results that are shown here, is that we have to do something about this. Uh, you know, we can't just let this this mail-in balloting, uh, just the liberalized mail-in balloting completely go unchecked into the next election, or we're just going to see the same sort of thing happening election after election. And the longer you wait, the more likely that uh, uh, pr opponents of this idea are just going to flat out label this as voter suppression. Oh, you don't want, you want people to actually physically go to a, a place to vote? That's voter suppression. And this was done out of, you know, COVID 2020 pandemic, you know, that's too unsafe to go outside and vote. So we had to mail, give everyone mail in ballots. That's not the case anymore. So that has well, to be all undone. And we there's got a new variant. Too. There's a new variant today on WGN News. You heard it, didn't you? I did not. What is it now? Oh, look, here you go. There's new information about the fastest growing COVID-19 variant circulating in the U.S. The CDC says the JN.1 variant now accounts for 21% of new cases reported last week. That's almost triple the 8% reported over Thanksgiving. The CDC says this variant exhibits increased immunity evasion compared with earlier SARS-CoV-2 strains. Come on. These, they're diabolical, brother. They come up with schemes. <laughs> Old-time gangsters dreamt about. You don't think they're prepared for this? And my favorite is the states that mandate, after you count the ballots, you have to burn them so you can oh, never really good. audit them. Good, good. I think I think Hillary Clinton has a person for that. It's a, a bleach pit program where they just uh, throw it into a bottomless pit. I, I think 
I think she's got uh, somebody to cover that. But yeah, no, the COVID thing doesn't doesn't uh, surprise me. I mean, on uh, on my podcast, we would follow kind of the latest developments and strains of 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 COVID, and they would always talk about how this one's uh this one's more viral than the last one. But then yeah. they usually leave out the fact that it's less deadly, and and uh, you know, like by by the time I stopped paying attention to it, the one that was going around uh, was being confused with hay fever. So I was just like, all right, I think this is over. Let's stop covering this. <laughs> so. Well, here's the thing, though: it's a great weapon, it's a great tool of fear, and you've got the the arsenal, the fascists, the government supremacists in our country have an arsenal of 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 weapons to use to make people afraid. And now that they've broken the American spirit the American call for honesty in an election, and they have it locked up where they can do the exact same thing again. What is the poll? Has there been a poll done? What do Americans want done when it comes to voter integrity? Because to me, it isn't going back to the old ballots because we see the way that they can be frauded. To me, it's the future and the way in which trillions and trillions of dollars are transacted on a millisecond basis, not a penny is lost. To me, it's blockchain technology and it's automation through fingerprint security. That's how I think we could secure it. But I'm curious, am I in the minority? Do people want to go back to the way they've been cheated for 200 years? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you on the on the blockchain technology and all of that, but again, anything that I mean, you mentioned fingerprint that that that's voter suppression. I mean, uh, there are certain people that don't have fingerprints. I bet. Poor people don't have <laughs> fingerprints. No. I <laughs> well, I wouldn't put past any rhetoric is what I'm saying. No, I but, understand. Uh, but uh, we've we've had people reaching out to us uh, already, legislators in certain states reaching out to us because their constituents are sending them these polls, these poll results, and saying we got to do something about this. And and to get at least a step in the right direction doesn't take more than just undoing what was done in the lead up to the 2020 election. That's not that shouldn't be a gargantuan step. I think that's something that could be done and something that could be done quickly. But in fact, what has been done is the reverse. In fact, it's been easier. The states that toyed with the idea of same-day registration implemented them in perpetuity. So you've got all of the states that were questioned in the scandal, whether it be Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan, uh, and Philly. That's the game. You can same-day register. You can vote. And by the time you want to audit it, the victor is already in. It's the perfect theft. You only have to lie for 12 hours. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, a lot of this conversation about these poll results is kind of centered around Donald Trump for obvious reasons, of course. But uh, but I mean, one of the poll results that showed 17 percent of mail-in voters admitted that they voted in a state that they're no longer a permanent resident in. So, I mean, that has some state-level ramifications, implications. The Some of the margins in these state levels, these gubernatorial races, these Senate races, some of these congressional districts were razor thin. So that that uh, result of our poll alone could throw into question a bunch of races across the country. It, it's something that needs to be taken seriously for sure. And the, and the last thing I want to mention about this poll that I want to make sure to get in is that, you know, the narrative right after 2020 was that you can't question the election. It was the freest and fairest election of all time or whatever. And if you questioned it, you were a conspiracy theory at be- uh, theorist at best or an insurrectionist at worst. And I think that this poll and these results gives very solid footing for any American to stand on and question the legitimacy of the previous election without those accusations being thrown at them. So I think this, this, uh, this poll is, is incredibly important just for that fact alone. 
There was a documentary that was spurred, ironically, by Democrats. And they hired a guy, Hari Hersey, I believe his name was. The, the documentary was called Kill Chain. And what this guy was an expert in, I mean, beyond, there was his reputation was never questioned. And this is after 2004, and he comes back and they follow this guy around. And he pretty much takes the same angle that Mike Lindell took about the idea that these machines could be hacked and the first thing they do. And he goes around in this documentary, and he proves it beyond the shadow of a doubt. It turns out it was really brought to light by Hillary Clinton. This is before she even ran. It's 2004, 2006, after John Kerry, the questions after 2000. And this is something that a massive amount of Democrats were wanted investigated. They wanted rules. turns out this actually got the attention by Congress. Congress was brought it up, and they did nothing to secure this. At a certain point, when the people call for integrity and the government demands the lack of it, what is it next to do? Because what I think the answer is, is for some smart guy out there to come up with a, with a, with a, a, a platform where people can put their name and their address and say, I didn't vote. See, to me, to fix the system, you have to stop cooperating with it. So in, I believe Donald Trump will be prevented from running from office. I don't think Donald Trump will make it to November one way or the next. By hook or crook, he will be prevented. So we will be posed with the tails I win, heads you lose gambit of the oligarchs. And they will give us Nikki Haley or some dimwit on the Democrat side. And to me, I think at that point, you're going to get 74 million people who got cheated in 2020. There has to be an outlet for them rather than just saying it's a two choice. This is it. This is it. The way they, they ramrodded us for the last 50 years. And I'm wondering, do you think there's some, somebody out there thinking the same way? So this way I could put my name is Sean Thompson. I live in XYZ part of Florida. This is my, my registered uh, uh, address, and I am not voting. I don't want my vote counted. Do you think that's a way to maybe get some integrity in the system by simply protesting? You know, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't dismiss that idea, and I think that all of these uh, these conversations, whether it's that or whether it's the blockchain idea that you were talking about, or any other conversation that kind of leads to this idea of trying to shore up the legitimacy of our elections to whatever extent that might be possible at this point, I think all those conversations need to happen now. And this poll makes it more likely for those conversations to happen. It facilitates that uh, at, at a, just a a uh, casual level between, you know, just, just people like you and I, or at a legislative level, or, you know, all the way up the chain uh, to these presidential candidates that are that have thrown their, their hat in the ring. So uh, I hope this conversation continues. I know that it will, at least into next week. And if Donald Trump keeps bringing up these polls during his, during his rallies, I think that uh, the results of these polls are going to kind of stay in the cultural zeitgeist for at least a, a little while longer. There are only two candidates that, that are willing to say what all of us feel, that the last election was stolen. Those two candidates are Vivek Ramaswamy and Donald Trump. Why do you think the other candidates are so silent? I know why Chris Christie is, because I can, for a cream puff, I can get him to do anything. But I'm talking about uh, Ron DeSantis, who really saddens me, his cowardice, when it comes to that election result. Nikki Haley is a, is a tool of the industrial complex of corruption. But are you shocked that Ron DeSantis doesn't mention it? Uh, I am a little bit, especially considering how vocal he is on certain issues. Um, now, I, I don't think that uh, 
the reasoning that I'm going to give is going to apply to both of those people that you mentioned or any other other ones that are running for president now. But I think maybe at least for Ron, uh, if I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, and this isn't even completely, you know, uh, um, condoning everything that he's doing. But like I said, there is that narrative that if you question that narrative, and you're a conspiracy theorist or you're trying to overthrow democracy in the United States, if you question this election, and again, this poll gives those people cover to freely question the legitimacy of that election based on the admissions of the people that voted via ballot uh, in 2020. So I, I think that hopefully this could solidify backbones of certain people to go out there and say, you know, the truth. But, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Well, for what you people, at the, you know how much I appreciate the Heartland Institute and you specifically for what you do with Stopping Socialism TV and In the Tank podcast and your writings and whatnot. But I want to make a bet because I like, you know, I'm from Melrose Park. I like the bet, 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 bet. Here's what I'm going to bet you. A cigar and a steak sandwich. And this bet will be this. I predict it will be Gavin Newsom against Nikki Haley, which is the government's version of heads I win, tails you lose. Do you want a piece of that action for a cigar and a steak sandwich? Uh, I, I will t- I'll take you on that, and uh, I'm still going to put my chips on Donald Trump. So okay, just remember that I am, equation. I am, a, I am a terrible winner. I'm going to heckle you the whole time. I'm going to make <laughs> you get the steak well done. We're going to have a lot of fun. You're putting ketchup on it and everything, all right? I'm marking this time code. This bet is going down in the books. All right, 312-642-5600. Thank you. As always, Donald Kendall, I appreciate you and Heartland Institute. Thank you for having me on. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's a free-for-all Friday, squirrel. So I'm going to take the first shot. Very good friend of mine, who I know since he's a young man, is now my lawyer. And uh, I am a dog guy, Squirrel. I don't know if I ever told you about my boy, Mo, my Boston Terrier, Mo. I miss that son of a gun every day, handsome bastard. In the meantime, my lawyer had a, had a Boston Terrier named Birdie, a female Boston Terrier. And she just died. She had to be in her teens. I remember when he got her. It's always sad when you have to put your dog down. But uh, rest in peace, Birdie. Say hello to Mo. Cream Puff Jim. Hey, how are you? You know, where, where do we get a white Christmas? In Anchorage, Alaska? I mean, it's white Christmas is our best Do you know, I was, I was actually thinking about that today. I saw the controversy. You remember when uh, Melania Trump had the white Christmas? They said, oh, my God, it's a white Christmas. And then they, saw, they showed the Jill Biden. Did you see that thing? That was great. But- no, I didn't see any, but I mean, oh. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, you're going to be in Florida. You're going to be in Florida for the. Uh, I don't know. I, I got. I got. I, I might. You know. I don't know. I might. I might go see my mother-in-law, who I love dearly. I'm on the fence. Okay. All right. Good. Anyway, I was going to mention that they're not very kind to, to uh, America's mayor today with the yeah, 148 million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're pretty, pretty, pretty steamy, aren't they? First of I, all, you know, did you take? Did you did ahead. you see the two? Did you see? They're a mother and daughter. Did you see the a hundred and forty-eight yeah, yeah, million? Yeah, 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 I know. I wish I, I wish I could have dodged a few. Uh, I wish they, I wish Giuliani would insult me. Why can't Giuliani insult me? I'll take him to the cleaners. 
<laughs> it's preposterous. What <laughs> a kick out of it, huh? All right. It's going to be hard for you to have a better weekend than you had a better Friday, but I wish you have a great weekend. Get yourself some laughs. Speaking of laughs, squirrel, did uh, it's probably I don't know, it's my sense of humor. But did you see the the the, the guy in Ukraine? Grenade! What the hell is he doing? He went to a village hall. He threw three grenades like nothing, like candy cones. Preposterous. What is wrong with these Ukrainians? Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos, I love you. Sean, the reason Nikki Haley, and this is so, this is why I so badly wanted Trump and DeSantis, is we had to know eventually the proof of election fraud was going to come out. And, but as a candidate against Trump, you know, you know, akin to a never Trumper, you can never admit that there was election fraud, because if you admit there was election fraud, then how do you argue against Donald Trump being the president? Tom, th- th- listen, it-, it was an anomaly. It was a once in a millennium that a guy who didn't work his way up through the corrupt system became president. That will never happen again. See, this bill that was just passed yesterday, we discussed uh, at a majority of the show yesterday. This is the reason why. That bill could have been discussed. It could have been leveraged. It could have been whittled down. It came 10 days after a report that says the money we've given the Pentagon, 50 cents out of every dollar, they cannot account for. Why would you give them a raise? That bill that they signed was up from 700 and $16 billion. And you gave them another $150 billion increase. And and now you're telling me it's going to be more money? Oh, yes. The, the money to Ukraine will be more. Even on the, the crux of the scandal of the, the women, the, the, the wives of the, of the government bureaucrats with $30 million in suitcases, none of, it's not going to detour one Republican. The Republicans are in control of the House. And then are we going to discuss what happened? Why would the guy throw three hand grenades in a meeting yesterday? Oh, no, no, no. At this point, he's just throwing grenades. They didn't think it was real. 26 people maimed for the rest of their life. One dead. What, 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 anybody want to f- look into that? In the meantime, in Turkey... Grenade! <laughs> in the meantime, in Turkey, this was kind of funny, too. Allah'ın gazabından kurtulamayacaksınız. Hepinizi saygıyla selamlıyorum. He said Israel will suffer the wrath of Allah, and then he had a massive heart attack and died. Uh, it's a sticky world out there. In the meantime, our own border is wide open, and uh, there's a problem in Europe. This morning, Europe on alert. <laughs> Denmark's prime minister calling the situation extremely serious after the arrest of three people in her country accused of plotting terrorist attacks against Jewish people and Jewish institutions. In Germany, three more suspects now in custody and another detained in the Netherlands. 
German prosecutors saying all four are believed to be Hamas members and were arrested under suspicion of plotting anti-Jewish attacks. Hamas denying those suspects are connected to the militant group. European authorities saying they're now staying hypervigilant as the Israel-Hamas war stokes tensions. FBI Director Christopher Wray saying the U.S. is at its highest threat level since before 9-11. We're working around the clock to identify and disrupt potential attacks by those inspired by Hamas's horrific terrorist attacks in Israel. And not one negotiation as you gave a raise to the only bureaucracy that loses 50 cents out of every dollar we give it. Not one, one negotiation about securing our very own border, let alone any kind of stipulation on exactly what's going on in these bureaucracies that seem to be protecting the corruption from the highest levels. Joining me right now with more on all of this is Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry. He's a member of the House. Uh, he's the House Freedom Caucus chairman and a member of the House Oversight, Foreign Affairs and Transportation and Infrastructure Committees. Congressman, good to see you. Welcome. Thanks very much for being here. How do you read all of this? Uh, it's disturbing, Maria. And of course, all of us want to believe that our president is working on behalf of the United States on every single occasion in every way that you can think possible. Uh, I, I got to tell you this, uh, the interview with Leslie Wolf and the fact that she won't answer questions, but the fact that we know that she tipped off the Bidens about a, a, a search uh, based on a search warrant that she stymied the uh, investigator from asking questions about the big guy or Hunter Biden's father is eerily similar to the days of Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. And we're, as Americans, not only... What was their penalty? What was their penalty? He got a cushy job where he makes more money than he ever did in his miserable life. And whatever happened? Did she ever find an orthodontist? Dismayed and concerned by that and the potential that that has to go right to the president's malfeasance but also to the highest law enforcement agencies in the land that they would in the land that they would be involved in the corruption and the cover up. And as you know, Maria, the crime is always one thing, but the cover up in these things is always worse. And how and in the meantime, what leads all of the news, all of the news, including the the one in uh, five that admit to voter fraud when it came to ballot harvesting, one in five. None of that's on the news. What's on the news? Rudy Giuliani who was just given a sentence of $148 million. Joining us now, NBC News Justice reporter Ryan Riley outside the courthouse, and MSM's legal analyst uh, Lisa Rubin is on set with me. Ryan, I know we're kind of in wait-and-see mode um, as we await the jury's decision here on damages. Um, walk us through what they are considering. So the jury is basically getting together uh, in a room with eight of them trying to land on these numbers, right? So there's three numbers that they have to consider uh, in connection with this case. The, da the damages that the plaintiffs are asking for are $24 million each, saying that that's how much it would cost, essentially, to repair uh, the, the damage that was caused to these two individuals who were defamed uh, by Rudy Giuliani and other parties in the aftermath of the... Why doesn't he say, Squirrel, that he's hooked on crack? Go rent a house in Malibu for 25000 a month, hide the money in LLCs. Why doesn't he do that? In the meantime, I still think the only time Joe Biden ever told the truth. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I think we can pull this together. I'm optimistic. I really genuinely are. Yeah. 
stupid son of a gun. Kevin, Las Vegas. <laughs> really, generally am. I love that one. Uh, <laughs> all right, so first, real quick, I want in on that Nikki Haley action. Uh, we'll do, let's do a couple cigars. Uh, I don't think she's going to be, well, at least I hope she's not going to be the nominee. So let's, let's yeah. do that one. All right. Um, Next time I'm in. Next time I'm in town, we'll do covered. It. And, uh, I love that word. Go. Nice. I love that word. It's Thank great. Um, and then just to compare this Giuliani thing to a couple other. So Giuliani, 150 million dollars for words. Uh, Alex Jones, over a billion dollars for words. Now you can, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs to that whole Sandy Hook thing. We all know what happened, but there's some questions. And then, how about Purdue Pharma? 600 million, arguably killed tens of thousands of people, and. <laughs> A slap on the wrist and then keep doing business as usual? Yeah. And the thing, you know what's funny? It's unbelievable. I, I, I've never liked Alex Jones. I mean, I never did. Never once liked him. I thought he was a blowhard. I thought he was a fraud. I still do. But the idea that you can't have an opinion and that you could be bankrupted for, for it, as ridiculous as it is, is, goes to show you that, that whole thing we tell ourselves, land of the free, home of the brave. That's not how it works anymore. And it's funny, as you saw uh, Letitia, what was her name, Letitia James, as she ran on prosecuting Donald Trump, slandering him during her whole campaign, and yet he could never sue her for defamation. She spent a year defaming him. And now as she's yeah, got the she, job... She said she didn't run on that either. She, she's wrongfully prosecuting because it's persecuting her. And there, you know, there are no rules for them, as you see with Joe Biden and the people uh, who will support him no matter what the evidence is. So that's the part where you start to get a little depressed. But uh, we're still living in America for now. Some of us are living in a better part of it because we still live in areas that support the principles. Thank you very much, Kevin from Las Vegas. Peter, we're going to get to you in a second. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Friday. Party like a Ukrainian lobbyist. Is there any question? What do you think, Squirrelly? Get another. They're asking for $61 billion. Ah, I say to get 80 Peter and Wilmette. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good, Peter. How are you? Uh, a couple. Yeah, I'm good. I'm driving on 294, so I'm a little frustrated. Lots of construction and idiots driving out here. Um, <laughs> couple of things. Nikki Haley, please. Yeah. Uh, if Trump doesn't make it, DeSantis is going to get the majority of his voters. Dick Durbin. For four years now, Dick Durbin's been sitting on the Epstein files of who the pedophiles in Washington are. And it only can be because Dick Durbin's on the list of flight attendees to Epstein's island. Well, you know, so, Bob Menendez is... You know Bob Menendez is, and here's the other thing, Peter. Not one Chicago news story covered that. Not one. No. Not one Chicago station covered that. That was only on national media, and it was only one. And the idea that a sitting senator would protect protect the flight logs of a very well-known, not just pedophile, but money launderer. You know, J.P. Morgan paid hundreds of millions, and nobody talks about this guy? And he also lied about it because Marsha Blackburn said, I brought this to your attention. He said, oh, no, you didn't. And then they have a tape of him with her telling him, we need to get this out. And this guy has got to be on the list 
along with all his other cronies, including Joe himself. He's so, going to step out of the office, and Alexi Janulius will step in. You mark my words. I'm not going to take your money. I don't oh want to bet. You've God. got enough problems on 294. You stay safe in Winnetka, too. It's not easy once you get off. you got those ex-strippers and G-wagons. Be careful. Before moving to the subpoena authorization, we've considered the nominees. First is Judge Mustafa Kashubai. Yeah, Mustafa Kashubai. Jeff, Gary, Indiana. Not hey, Mustafa Kashubai. Yes. How you doing? Wonderful. You know what? One of the biggest loads of crap this week ought to be the jobs report. Yeah. Because the government put in all the UAW and all the automotive workers that were on strike as new hires. Wow. Really? Really? How can... Jeff, that doesn't that, even make sense. Please. It's more, that's more desperate they are. It, absolutely right. Not to mention the 49,000 that work directly for the government and the 79,000 that work in the health care system that's subsidized by the government. All very interesting. But remember, we win in the end, and there's already many states winning right now. It's not going to be like this forever. It's just American Dark Ages. That's what happens when you let somebody steal an election. We'll be back on Monday. You have a good weekend if you are in... Cook County, DuPage County, or Illinois in general. Keep your head on a swivel. Have a safe, good weekend, and healthy. We'll see you on Monday. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.